Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for All Stars Season 2, Episode 2, no, sorry, Episode 1, titled All Star Talent Extravaganza. I am your host, Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by two, well, far more adequate co-hosts than I am. From the podcast Dubious Intent, please welcome Daniel. Jucifer Brewer. Jucifer? That that sounds mm-hmm. vaguely racist and yet not at the same time. Hi, mm-hmm. Joe Batanz. How are you this All evening? All the beholder. I'm great. <laughs> How are you, Daniel Brewer? I'm doing well, Joe Batanz. I am excited to talk about episode one of RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star season two. Yeah, I, I wrote this script. I don't know why I wrote episode two. Maybe I was just being uh, aspirational there. Well, you know, I mean, but. we did. We did put out the first our first show of the season. We put it out. Uh, where we talked mm-hmm. about just the first 10 minutes of the show and our first thoughts of it. So this is our second show of the season, but we are still talking about, uh, episode. Wow. It's confusing. I don't know. Hey, there's somebody, somebody else here that you can talk about. Yeah. And he's from the podcast pod of my co-pilot. Please welcome Taylor, the latte boy. What's up guys? What's up, bro? Hey, we're going to talk about some tits tonight. Can we? Wow. This is, who is this person? I've- I'm, 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 I'm mask. And I'm looking for other masks. Oh, this all, this is, no, 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 no. This, this is all because my co-host on my other show said that Taylor's role on this show was to sound like the gay one. So, so Taylor, you know, of course, but, yeah. What's funny though is in trying to sound butch, Taylor sounded gayer. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, boys. How are you? How are you, Taylor? I'm doing all right. Doing how, okay. how is your Tuesday evening going? Um, it's okay. It's okay. We'll just leave it. It's okay. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, God. There's trouble in paradise. No, there's not trouble in paradise. Things are okay, but I'm just, it's, we're getting ready to get hit with a tropical storm. So, which mm-hmm. before you sign Hurricane on, Bianca? Hurricane, yeah. Oh, have you seen the trailer? Uh, no. I'm no, going to, no. I bought tickets to the premiere. Oh, okay. My condolences. <laughs> I know. I mean, honestly, well, it's no Mike and Dave need wedding dates, but it is, uh, it looks like, you know, it's probably the movie of the summer. Apparently. Apparently. I know that, I I know, I know. I, I've, I have seen little bits and pieces that have come out online and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't look too hot, but, um, oh well. Um, this week, fan favorites from seasons past enter the workroom for one more shot at drag royalty. The queens pay a visit to the library, show off their varying degrees of talent, act surprised at the numerous plot twists, and break down in tears when Michelle says they're not perfect little snowflakes. Fifi O'Hara, Coco Montrese, and Adore Delano were in the bottom three, while Roxy Andrews and Tatiana lip-synced for their legacy. In one of the show's plot twists, the winner of the lip-sync got to select who went home. Roxy Andrews was declared the winner and asked, and asked Coco Montrese to sashay away. Ladies, any initial thoughts on the episode? Uh, first of I, all, well, first of I, all, first of all, before, before we, you, you get this. We're making, uh, throwing shade at poor little Adore. Don't make Adore cry, Joe Batanz. Oh. Don't make me hurt you. Don't make me hurt Just you. Just wait till we get to that part of the show. I'm sure it's gonna, I'm sure it's gonna, uh, incite a lot of wonderful Facebook messages for us. <laughs> You know what? I, aside from all that stuff, I did think that Michelle's criticism of her was badly phrased because on the one hand, you hear Michelle Visage all the time say that drag has no limits. Drag is not about conforming, conforming, blah, blah, blah. Yet she consistently wants people to do a very specific kind of drag. And it's like, Adora is a name. Adora has albums. Adora performs all over the world. It's like, that is her thing. It's like, you wouldn't say that to, I don't know, uh, 
like, uh, who am I trying? Like Sia. Like you wouldn't say to Sia, like, you know, if you just cut See the ya. hair, if you just cut the hair on that wig, it really annoys me that you're just like, that's her thing. That's, that's her stick. That's her brand. And I think Chadra Call was very, uh, but again, that's, that's later in the but show. But we're not at that part of the episode. Know, just, we're, we're talking about the general episode. Taylor, what were your thoughts? I thought it was one of the best episodes of Drag Race I've ever seen. I agree I, with you. I enjoyed it from the minute it started till the minute it ended. You know, I have a question for you. I told Sweet Michael today, who's never seen one episode of Drag Race, that I would buy him this episode. Because even though he doesn't know these queens, it's one of the best episodes I've ever seen. And it might inspire him to go watch the other seasons. Mm-hmm. And so um, do, do you agree with that assessment? I do. And and only that my my partner has only watched a couple of seasons and wasn't as familiar with most of the queens that were on this episode. And he was very invested in it. He was very much – he loves Katya. Katya is one of his favorites. But he was very much, I am totally in for the whole, for the whole season. So somebody that doesn't normally watch it, I think would still appreciate it, even if they don't know all of the backstory from, uh, seasons past. Taylor, what do you think? Not Taylor, I'm sorry, Daniel. Uh, yeah, hi, I am Daniel Brewer. Um, I, no, I, I absolutely love this episode. I thought it was great. Uh, there was a few minor things, but I mean, you get those everywhere, right? I mean, this is, this is the reason that we do podcasts about the shows, cause we love it. Um, I, I thought it was a great show. I like the changes that they made. I like the, 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 the top two singing. I like that, the whole new format change. I like that they're keeping them on their toes by throwing out twists to them. Um, so yeah, I, 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 wow, I can't talk. I, I really did. I like the show. I like, I like this episode right. a lot. I'm, I'm hoping that it stays this level, you know, all season long. You know, what's funny is they filmed it immediately after they filmed season eight. Like it's like right. not even a, really a break. And, but you can see the money in this episode. Like it looks like they've poured money into this show. Let's, I mean, we'll, we'll get to how Rue looked and everything, but wow. All right. Let's jump back into it. Back in the workroom, the girls have little time for casual banter as RuPaul enters to announce the first twist. Because you are all stars, I will not be eliminating any queens this season. What? 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 Bitch, what? What's happening? We're all freaking out. What was the question? After the girls feigned shock, RuPaul didn't stop with the fake surprise twists. Because you are all stars, I will only be rewarding success. Oh. Each week, instead of the bottom two lip syncing for their lives, the top two will lip sync for their legacy. And the winner will receive $10,000. So Okay, so guys, this is, we, we knew this twist was coming and it was a widely spread rumor that it was coming. But what did you think of the way it was structured, Daniel Brewer? Well, I mean, we knew that the, the twist was coming on the one hand, but we didn't, I, at least I didn't know about the $10,000, uh, aspect of it. So I think that was a nice, a nice little grab there. Uh, because it, it makes them work for it, right? If, if without the $10,000 incentive, it would be really easy to just try to stay in the middle of the pack. So you never had to be at risk of going home and you didn't have to risk making people angry by sending their friends home. Uh, so, um, you know, by adding the extra $10,000 thing in there, I thought was, was a really nice twist. But yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I really like the twist a lot. I, granted, hey, uh, go ahead. The, you know, the, the panning to the camera, the, the, you know, all the, uh, the shocked yeah. looks were a bit, a bit histrionic. <laughs> What? What? It really is some of the worst acting I've ever seen in my entire life. It was like, what, bitch, what? 
bitch, what? What just, what just happened? Taylor, what were your thoughts? Well, and yeah, when you consider that later on in the interview, what did they do? Where they said, show us how you responded when she said that you were going to win $10,000. And then you've got Alyssa Edwards doing the whole like, what? Looking around. Yeah. But she's sitting in a hotel room someplace. Right, yeah. At um, the end of the day, she reacts the exact same way. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I like the idea of the $10,000, like exactly what Daniel said. I think it plays into the psychology of it a little bit more. It's a little bit more like instead of an incentive. Well, it's a lot more of an incentive, I would think, especially in a situation where you think to yourself, and they didn't know this at this point, but later on, well, if I, you know, I'm in the top two, if I don't win, I don't have to worry about the one who votes the other one, who who has to vote some one of my friends off. So... At this point, they they kind of need that ten thousand dollars to be an incentive. Did I just make sense? Did that make sense? It makes sense to me, but I, I will listen to it back. Else. It'll be fine. All right. <laughs> After the fake shock died down, RuPaul jumped into this week's mini challenge. In the great tradition of Paris is burning. Treating oh! is what? Exactly. <laughs> Each of the girls took turns, but Katya and Ginger seemed stronger than others. Fifi O'Hara, you're up, darling. This is so hard when they're your friends, which is why this should be easy. <laughs> you know what a door in the value menu have in common? They're both cheap and full of fat. <laughs> I, oh, I just realized, hold on, I just realized that you, you numbered them differently in the script from what I'm, I was just going down the line of the uh, things here. So now, oh, yeah. I, I'm like Katya, I'm not, I'm like Katya, I did not come here to do math. Uh, so hmm. hold on a second. So, uh, Katya was first. Now I'll read Katya. Right. Kokomon Tree. I always wanted to know what the female gremlin would look like in 25 years. <laughs> that was a good book, bitch. Ginger Minge. In my eyes, the true winner of season seven of TLC's I Didn't Know I Was Pregnant. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Roxy Andrews. I think about you all the time, especially in the morning at the bus stop. Coco, thank you for proving in season five that orange is the new black. <laughs> Adore Delano. Do you know what makes you the number one fan favorite of all time? No. Neither do I. <laughs> Meanwhile, Coco's reads fell flat. Alyssa Edwards, my darling dear, I can't stand it when you're near. <laughs> oh, Mother Goose. Alaska, I'm sure Katya can see you from her backyard. <laughs> but in the end, it was Alaska who walked away the winner with her cutting takedown of her fellow contestants. <laughs> Detox. No, really, I mean that. <laughs> this is actually your intervention. <laughs> you should really stop this. <laughs> Adore Jelano. These other girls are going to say you have terrible makeup skills, you have no fashion sense, and you're dumb as a rock. But they're wrong. You don't have terrible makeup skills. <laughs> Roxy Andrews. Obviously, a diet consisting of nothing but hatred for Jinx Monsoon does the body good. <laughs> Come on, all-stars, let's get all started. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Taylor the Latte Boy, what were your thoughts on the reads from the girls? I was excited that they did it this early on in the, in the season, I will say that. And I thought Katya's joke about the bus stop was probably my favorite one of all the jokes. So, because it was so 
cut right to the cut yeah right it, was. It. it was it was it was a good one yeah. so and i have seen on twitter i think that she said by the way i immediately apologized for that after i said it and that roxy was was okay with it but i think i think it's you know anything that's been said on these seasons before anything that anybody said it's it's all fair game so i i think that she was she yeah. was smart to go after it i can't help but wonder though if they weren't prepped ahead of time as to what the jokes they were going like who was going to be there and i, I know we've talked about the fact that they all kind of probably talked when they were on tour but for them to come up with some of those jokes that are so well done so fast seemed very i i'm a little uh, i thought about this actually today i thought about it but i want to hear daniel's thoughts first daniel no i i think that they did i think that all right i think that they were absolutely prepared for um uh, the library is open they were absolutely prepared for whatever they were going to do to come in and make their entrance and I would even extend it to say this next week, they're absolutely going to be prepared for Snatch Game because those are things that are on every season. Those are things that as soon as they got that call, as soon as they knew they were on this season, they started working on those things, Um, which is a lot of my, you know, complaints about the the initial part of, of the show when they came into the workrooms. I just felt like it was overprepared and stuff because those are things that they had time to work on. As this season goes along and they get thrown more curveballs that they're not prepared for, I think we will see. Uh, a lot more genuine uh, uh, stuff on the screen. But yeah, these reads for something that they prepared for, you know, which is my hypothesis here. I, I thought they were kind of weak. I mean, it's like Katya's were good. Alaska's were good. But I thought I didn't even understand what Alyssa Edwards was trying to say about the Monsters, Inc. I, I don't. That was really bad. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. You know, I don't think that Coco's fell as flat as it probably did. Like, I think they, there was some clever editing there. But, um, uh, you know, I. It, I just felt like they were all kind of, you know, wow, that was, you know, you, you've all had time to prepare for this and you, and you didn't really come up with. So hopefully Snatch Game, they prepared for better. Well, I, I actually thought about this and I was thinking they may not have needed to prepare. Well, first of all, they probably had a good sense of who was going to be there. You know, unlike a regular season where you it could be anybody. This yeah. one, they, they go, okay, it's all stars. Uh, clearly they knew Alaska was probably going to be there. Alyssa, they, they, I mean, you, just off the top of our heads, we could probably have gotten six or seven of the queens right off the bat, just without well, even thinking about it. I, I think the thing you also have to remember is that, all right, for, for a non-all-star season, uh, let's say that you're Donna Sugars and you want to be on season nine of RuPaul's Drag Race. You go through, you make a video, you send it in, you're Donna Sugars, and they're dealing with you, Donna Sugars. Once you've been on RuPaul's Drag Race, you have managers. And it's like, so probably they all knew who was going to be on All-Stars because they had to go through management companies to book them to do this show. So it's like probably their managers are like, oh, by the way, Fifi's going to be there. And Well, not only that, I mean, they all know each other. They work together all the time. And not only that, I'm sure that there's some level of trust from World of Wonder, from Logo, where they're like, these bitches are in it already. They know how the game works. And so they can know who else is going to be there. That being said, what we didn't see, which could have totally happened, is, hey – we're going to do the libraries open. We'll give you half an hour to write jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Because some of them do seem like that. Like Alyssa's like, if you're telling me Alyssa Edwards, if you want to play Alyssa Edwards, I have it there, but Alyssa Edwards read was like thought out before she got there. <laughs> now she is a genius. <laughs> She's an idiot savant. She's an idiot savant. I'm sorry. She's an idiot savant. Yeah. Oh. So they, they may have been given some time to, uh, um, to check into it, but they probably, I mean, to, or, to come up with jokes, but they just didn't do it. Or I almost wonder if they did a thing where each of the, if, yes, there's a chances are that they were all able to ask each other, are you on all stars? Are you not on all stars? But I could almost see world of wonder 
providing each of them with a list of maybe like 20 queens that may be on the season and that they should probably come with a joke or two for each one. So that way there was still at least some sort of element of surprise as to when they were first walking into the workroom as to which ones actually showed up. Is that yeah. a possibility? Right. And Alyssa, yeah. Edwards, Alyssa Edwards was just like, no, I'll just, I'll just do Monsters Inc. Honey, I'm just going to do Monsters Inc. That's what oh, I'm I see what you're saying. That, that's her thing. Yeah. Well, maybe. Okay. Here we go. Next, RuPaul introduced this week's Maxi Challenge. Now, ever since you sashayed away, I've had my eye on each and every one of your astonishing careers. You've all come a long way, baby. And to prove it, for your first Maxi Challenge, I'm throwing an all-star talent show extravaganza! in front of a live audience you'll each get a chance to show us how your charisma uniqueness nerve and talent has grown hashtag drag race talent show gentlemen start your engines and may the best all-star win in the workroom fifi shared what talent she would perform in the showcase what song are you singing well i'm actually singing acapella Acapella. Girl, I've been singing what? my whole life, and I don't sing acapella. What? If you go off your tempo, your timing, your anything, you are... I know it's pretty ballsy, but, like, I hope that it shows that I'm a real singer tomorrow without any music. <laughs> so you like... do what you do at your fucking shows that people live for. Later, Fifi shared what she learned since her time on season four. I came back because I think, I mean, I have a whole lot to prove. I have a whole public audience that thinks I'm a certain way, and I don't want them to think I'm that way. <laughs> oh, you mean so everyone thinking you're a bitch? <laughs> I do have a bitchy side, and that's an honest side. I just want them to know there's more to me than just some angry little orange monster. <laughs> I was super embarrassed about how I was behaving and acting on season four. I do have a lot to prove, especially to the audience. And at the same time, my drag style has completely changed. Now I do a lot of cosplay and it's really cool and fun. I'm not just this tired ass showgirl. There is a star in Fifi and she's ready to shine. This is like a family reunion to me. It's just yeah, fun. Yeah. Like, how are we gonna fight and stuff? I'm sure you'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> no, Roxy's over there. <laughs> okay, Daniel. Fifi O'Hara, she's laying down the groundwork for her redemption plot. What are your thoughts, whether she can do it? What are your thoughts on the maxi challenge? Tell me. Well, I, we're not talking about the maxi challenge yet because I see that that's coming up, right? We're, we're not oh, actually talking about thoughts the, on, yeah. yeah. So this is just they're, – they're, yeah, I mean I, I think we covered this on, on the last show is, is I, I think Roxy sounded more sincere in her wanting to redeem herself. Than, I know we haven't heard that clip yet, but uh, Fifi – you know, her whole thing is, I'm here to redeem myself. That was definitely like her, her driving thing. I was here because I was portrayed as a bitch and I don't want people to think I'm that way. Mm-hmm. So. Um, what do you think, uh, Taylor the Latte Boy? One of the things that I, I enjoy about doing this show with the two of you, um, is I go back and I listen after we record the show. I listen to it. Um, because, you know, I'm such a narcissist. I love the sound of my own voice. And I also like listening to what you guys say a second time. And Joe, your comment as far as the redemption thing for Fifi versus Roxy, I saw that. I looked at it through a different perspective and especially the scene later on, um, where Roxy and Fifi are talking when it comes down to elimination time at the end. I definitely got what you were saying. And I feel as though this is another example of that as far as this look, I need bookings and I, you know, I need to show that I am, you know, nice and personable and, and all that kind of stuff. And 
I, I, that being said, I still want to see the redemption. I still am interested in the arc. Um, but I, I, I'm looking at it with slightly different eyes at this point. You mean like the, I, the, the uh, ark in Tennessee, the Noah's Ark that they just uh, built? Uh, oh, that was a horrible joke. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I'm just that was a that horrible I'm joke. Editing, yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. <clears> to <throat> flood the earth just to get away from that joke. Manila Luzon actually uh, did a tweet today about uh, exactly that, saying it's something shady like along the lines of like seeing like, the former queens who um, – uh, now want a redemption, but more because they want bookings. I'm not, I'm paraphrasing, but it's, the, the, it's something along those lines about, uh, these former queens. I, you um, know what, though, as entertainers, there is a certain amount of wanting to be liked that, yeah, it's great to get more bookings, but it's not like Fifi O'Hara was hurting necessarily for bookings. Um, I think it really just kind of just plays into that whole, you know, I want people to like me. I, I'm tired of being, you know, people coming up to me and going like, oh my God, I hated you so much. And you're seeing, you know, it's like, I've heard that for four years. I want to redeem, you know, I I want people on the street to come up to me and say, oh my God, I like you. As opposed, I'm, not, yeah. I'm not saying that that's the case, that she doesn't want people to like her and she doesn't, but it, it just, because ultimately we're still talking about the same episode that we talked about last week when we talked about the first 10 minutes. I still am, I still, I, I really want to like her. I really want to, to hope that we're kind of just reading into it a little bit too much. But that being said, I couldn't help but not kind of give it a second glance after what Joe specifically said last week. And it just kind of made me sort of cock an eyebrow a little bit. But Well, we all know everything I say is very influential. Uh, yes. It changes the hearts and minds of the country as we do it. So that's something that we have to totally, totally keep in mind. Um you know, my thoughts, again, you know, I watched the episode again today, and there is just something that rings, I don't know if false is the right word, but it's definitely someone, it's, I don't think, disingenuous this way. Well, disingenuous to me has like a, a connotation of trying to deceive. I guess okay. what I'm trying to say is, Roxy, it's almost like, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings kind of thing. I don't think Roxy, I'm not trying to, sorry, not Roxy, Fifi, that Fifi, um, I don't think she regrets what she did in season four. She just doesn't like the backlash for it. Where I got the sense that Roxy truly does feel badly about what happened on season five. Now, it could be that they're both disingenuous, and it could be that maybe they're both sincere. That's just the impression that I'm getting from watching that. Uh, anyone have any thoughts on that? Daniel? No, I, I think we covered this in the first show, and I, I, I think we're all in agreement here. That Roxy's the more genuine of the two. All right. Speaking of, Roxy Andrews also took some time to reflect on her growth since her appearance on season five. I was a bitch on season five. This isn't a joke to me. I don't. This competition is extremely serious. You're Jinx Monsoon playing a character. A lot of girls want to blame editing, and I'm not that girl. I said the things I did. I played those mind games. Anything that on this TV show that is said, you said it. I let the competition get to me. I was playing dirty, and at that time, Jinx was so close to the crown that how am I going to get her? I'm obviously not as funny as she is. I'm obviously not as smart as she is, and I have to do something. Let me just go for her. And my stupid self said, let's try playing mind games and knock her out. I learned from my mistakes and I changed my attitude and there's no way that that can happen again. I don't want to be that girl. I I'm, I won't be. I refuse. This is our second chance. Redemption, honey. Taylor the Latte Boy, what are your thoughts on the Roxy Andrews redemption story? I, she, she, like I said last time, she said all the right things, specifically in this speech where, you know, I, I, 
The one thing that I really liked is that she said, you can say it's all about the editing, but ultimately I said those things. You know, my co-host says all the time, um, my co-host on pod is my co-pilot says all the time, you can film somebody's entire day and boil it down to a half an hour show. And it can either look like they had the best day ever or the worst day ever, but ultimately you did all of those things. And she's recognizing that she, she did let it get in her head. And I, I, Again, she's somebody else that I really hope we, I, I want to like her. I want to like her because there's parts of her drag when she was on the season that she was on on season five. That was season five, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, season five. I, I loved so many of her looks and I thought she was cute as a boy. And I, but as over time that, that interest in her just got uglier and uglier as she got meaner and meaner. And, and I'm hoping that I kind of reconnect with her as a character through this season. Daniel J. Brewer. Yeah, I, 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 I think we've, we've covered it. Um, I think one thing I will say for the, uh, the folks listening, which I guess would be everyone, uh, the, yeah. that clip involves a lot of flashbacks. And I'm just thinking specifically, I have a lot of, uh, overseas listeners from Dubious Intent that listen to this show that can't watch RuPaul's Drag Race. So it's like, that was a, a very confusing clip to tease out that there was, those were flashbacks to her season of her yelling at another queen interspersed with live conversation of her there. So it was, it was a very, that, that clip is much easier to follow video wise than it is, uh, audio wise. But, uh, that's uh, it. Okay. Hit the shade button. No, I do, I will, but that doesn't. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, everyone should know that I'm the one that pulls the clips. So that Daniel's was, like, no, I, sorry guys, that so Joe pulled point. a terrible no, clip. No, I was just, as I was listening to it, I was thinking like, wait, wait, what was that? Cause I'm, we're not seeing the video. We're just hearing the audio. So it's like, I, I was just, never mind. My God, we've talked about this. Move along. Move the show forward, Joe. During Pins. the all-star talent show, Tatiana wowed the judges with her spoken word and Roxy brought the house down with her burlesque act. Adore Delana was one of several queens to show off her singing chops. trick to point to prove that you're not lip syncing. I was going to say so that you're oh. lip syncing. Or so that, she, that you shows that she didn't, wasn't yeah. lip syncing. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I did not even pick up on that. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. Yep. That's exactly what that was. Okay, meanwhile, Coco Montrese decided to take a different route. I decided to step out of my box just to show a different side of myself. I hope it pays off for me this time. Spoiler alert. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Like a door, Fifi also chose to sing, but unlike the other singers, Fifi decided to go a cappella. I'm going out tonight. Katushi's lip syncing. My mind. Should we speed it up a little bit? No. Speak to the end. I'm going out tonight. 
bitch, I'm gonna go losing my mind. Oh, DJ, hit me with another beat to give me life. With the melody of music flowing through our veins. We're gonna make love to the club tonight. Girl, find the note. Find the note. <laughs> tonight we're gonna lose control. Tonight we're gonna lose control. Quick note to our international listeners. Coco was not on stage next to Fifi. Uh, what you didn't see was that they cut away to a confessional where Coco made that comment. So she was not, she did not storm the stage and stand next to Fifi and say that into the microphone. Wow. Wow, it's going to be one of those evenings, isn't it? Uh, go uh, ahead. Ask I'm already question. pissed at you for making me do this video. Go ahead. Ask you. you know what? We're, all right, we're, we're test doing a video. T- they may never see it. If, if I don't like the way this turns out, I'm not posting it on YouTube. So he's like, whatever. Well, I shouldn't have said that because now people are going to be like, oh, I want to see the video. Now I want to see the video. Why are they Guys. all talking like Goofy Dog? <laughs> yeah, notice I'm like super like, I'm like, because right now I'm like, like when like, you know, I Love Lucy or something, like one of those old shows and the camera turns on them and then they're like frozen. <laughs> Because now I have to, like, you, okay, look, here's the thing. Usually when I'm recording this, I'm like scratching my balls. I'll get up and walk around. I've, I'm not ashamed to say I have like teabagged the camera while Daniel Taylor are there just to like, just do it. Now I can't do that. Now I'm like all of a sudden Walter Cronkite. That's a reference that all the 14 year old listeners will totally understand. Uh, Google I'm, it. Yeah, Google Walter Cronkite. And now all of a sudden I'm just like, and that's the way it is. RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Star Season 2, Episode 1. Can we talk about this now? All right, here's... uh, Oh, yeah, okay. okay, And we can also bring it... I didn't pull the clips. We should also talk about some of the other people who performed, because I have major thoughts on some of the other performances. These are just ones that played okay with audio, and they also are important later on. Okay. Okay. Who are you starting with? Well, you can start with whoever... Well, I'm sorry. Let's start with uh, Taylor. Uh, I thought that these three were not the best. I don't know that Adore's was quite as bad as they were making it out to be, but we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk at length about Adore later. Uh, the Coco Montrese thing was actually kind of made me sad to watch. There was something about it that was just very, I got no idea what I'm doing. And it felt all that kept going through my head, especially at the end of the episode is whatever happened to Coco Montrese, like with the weird, with the blonde hair and the, the the fifties uh nightgown with all the frills and mm-hmm. yeah just the whole thing was bad. I, I think I'm sorry not to interrupt you, but I'm gonna interrupt you. Daniel made this point last time and I watched well, the episode I was, I'm again today. Make that point when we get to me, and I'm gonna make Daniel's point for him, <laughs> which is okay. What was your point? I don't want to take it away from you. I, are you done, Taylor? Are you finished now? Are, are, I'm done. I'm done. Right, I'm done rambling. Really, let's yeah. start. Let's start this. Right, let's start with the whole Coco Montrees thing. I think the. We knew that, all right, so editing-wise, they knew she was going home, so I think it was kind of clumsily edited. But also, Adora sang a song that she wrote. Uh, uh, Detox sang a song that she wrote. Alaska and Ginger Minj sang, sang songs that were out of copyright. Uh, Katya did a gymnastics routine to a generic piece of music. I believe, and it's my feeling, that Coco danced to a actual copyrighted piece of music that they just didn't want to pay for. So they kind of put in like a generic sounding music that had the same tempo when they cut together her piece, because it looked like she was telling a story with a picture and a top hat and stuff. And I have to believe that there, she does this in her show where there's an actual song that has these pieces in it. 
that I guess I that, I don't understand why you would choose to go outside of if it's a talent show and this is something you don't normally do why you would choose the first episode to pick something that you don't normally do I well I to, think I think what she said is outside of her box I think she was referring to from the TV show's perspective apparently this is something she does in her drag act and okay. um so this is not something new to her this is something that she does as a drag number Regular. Well, and I, I, just the level of dancing was just not that great. Now, like I said, I don't think a door should have been in the in the bottom three. I, I I do think that there are other people that maybe should have been there in her place. No, and like um, who? Like I will tell you right now, I, I believe that Detox or Katya should have been in the final. In, I, in the I would agree two. with I would agree with both of those. Yeah. Uh, well, wait, what I miss? We talked about who should have been there instead of a door. We were talking a little bit about oh, Coco yeah. and then who should have been right. in the so, bottom and all, three. All and all I did, yeah, so let me just finish here real quick. I, I think the reason that a door shouldn't be in the bottom three is if you just listen to that clip that we played of a door, there were no, there were no voiceovers on top of it. There was not, not interrupted at any point in time. That was like, it was good enough that they left that entire clip untouched to play it there. Uh, as opposed to, you know, when, uh, Alyssa Edwards was out there lip syncing, people were talking over it. Like Coco was talking over, uh, uh, who the uh, Coco's dance and, uh, and Fifi's acapella singing and stuff. So it's like, Oh, I forgot about Alyssa Edwards nightmare. <laughs> She's the one she should have been in. She should have, but you know, uh, it was dancing and, and lip syncing. She's great and, television. They have to keep her around right. as long as logically possible. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't feel like a door was weak at all. I thought of the singers, a door was, I thought a door in Alaska were the two strongest singers of that group. Uh, you know, as far as entertainment and like really good, it's like, I thought ginger was man. And we know I have a problem with ginger, but I agree with the judges when they said that it was a very slow song and it was kind of, uh, you know, it was just her rooted in place singing a song and, um, with her vagina showing. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't care for detoxes thing at all. It was just like, you know, let's auto tune the word supersonic, supersonic. It's supersonic. Dun, 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 dun. It's like, uh, that's, that's, Anyway, <laughs> the I, other thing about the, the thing about detox, if I could speak for just a minute, and this goes back to the power of the fake expression, when they brought those drums out, doesn't it make sense that they would have had to have filled them with some sort of liquid at that time? Yes. Okay, but RuPaul was completely surprised that surprised. we should get the thing. Wait, that, wait, why? And uh, you gotta you gotta remember that also there's bl- black lights on the stage. They had to have black lights on the stage for that, so they had to turn on the black lights, get those all set up in a spotlight formation on that area of the stage, and. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, so the paint would also be And I would think some sort of tarp, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because World of Wonder ain't paying for a whole new runway for everybody. <laughs> so. Joe, what were your thoughts? I think we've, we've, uh, we've covered our thoughts here. What were your, you had some strong thoughts on other Well, people. I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna come down on a door pretty hard later, but if, if it's a talent show, yeah, you're right. Not only did she sing and sing her song well, but she actually wrote the yeah. song. That's one of the talents. She was a songwriter. She wrote that song about how she can't love somebody, but she'll sleep with them. And, um, and yeah, Alyssa's, Alyssa's was tough, but again, they, they did this thing where they said like, I think Alyssa was technically variety was yeah. hers. Yeah. Yeah. But it really was just dancing. Yeah, was. Did, was it, did she really have puppet skills? And she was just lip syncing. That was great right? puppet skills. <laughs> also detox, her skill on it was singing. She should have been variety. She was just lip syncing her yeah. own voice. Right. And, and you I can was, tell that you can tell that because she said she didn't say how are you guys doing tonight. Yeah, you know what? That's a mm-hmm. really good point. But but the one thing where I'm gonna disagree with you on, and this is I'm gonna now um, review recap shows. If they hate when these recap shows have their favorites 
And then no matter what their favorites do, it's always right. And no matter what the ones they don't like, it's always wrong. Right. So Daniel doesn't like ginger, and I was like, oh, ginger, ginger. What? I'm sorry, ginger was good. She no, absolutely. She should not have been in the bottom three. I, like I said, I I no. love Katya. I worship the ground Katya walks on. She should have been in the bottom three. That gymnastic, Coco, Fifi, walking on your hands upside down, honey, is not a talent. Well, okay. Can you I'm do it? Could, I'm going to disagree with you. I would say maybe. God, who would it be? I'm going to say maybe detox. Just hitting like paint. Is that your talent? Is but, you just hit paint? But remember, Detox wrote that song. So, oh, she did? Yeah, that's, that is a Detox song. So, Okay, well then, I, I don't know. Because g- gymnastics is a talent. Don't you agree? Crickets, crickets, crickets. Okay, well. No, I, 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 again, the three of us can't do it, I would assume. So, I mean, yes, it is definitely a, a, a talent there. But, but we all agree. I, yeah, I agree. Adore shouldn't have been in the bottom three. Yeah. So. Can we talk all about right. the top two? Well, we, we have to get to the. Judges, move along. Uh, We're getting there. Oh, I, you know, no, we can talk about the top two. We just did it. Oh. I, I love the burlesque act was my favorite act. I know the people, they were trying to push the Tatiana spoken word thing, which I thought it's so, I should have pulled it because when you hear it, it's not that great. It's uh, the visual is a big part of it. And the and music, it, the back, the, the, the hum in the background, that definitely kind of, I think, sold it. Yeah. But the visuals, but the actual spoken word itself is, I thought, kind of stupid. But she sold it really, 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 really well. The burlesque act, I was just nuts over. I thought it was so great. In fact, I have a question that I actually wrote down. Actually, I'm glad I remembered this. I have notes I'm not even referring to. I want to talk about Alaska, actually. Because my question about Alaska will determine whether she should have been the winner or not. So my question in terms of talent is, is in terms of like, I think I actually wrote down. Let me see if I can find it. Is it in terms of like actual talent? Oh, 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 here's, okay, I'm sorry, I found it. Do they mean talent ironically, or do they mean genuine talent? Because if they mean talent, like, ironically, like, oh, ha, 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 like, talent, I kind of feel like Alaska won, because I feel like her song played with that, and she's such a drag, I mean, she is just drag to another level. You know, like, like, over-the-top drag queen sort of making fun of the act, the fact that it's a talent show in and of itself and that she's making fun of singing a song but yet really singing a song. It was drag, but do, so is it real talent? Like, oh, we want to see if you can really sing or is it like talent with quotation marks around it? I, know. Well, I don't know. Go ahead, Taylor. I don't know that it's talent per se, but it was entertainment. I mean, yeah, it wasn't necessarily the best song song and it was a little bit of a weird song and the way she acted and everything, but it was something where everybody seemed very genuinely entertained by it. So in that regards, that is a talent. Yeah. I th- I thought it was very reminiscent of old style, like drag queen, like Harvey Firestein, yeah. like Torch Song Trilogy, you know, where he comes out and he sings a very campy song that he does, Ace. you know, in a very campy way. Or uh, kind of even like a version of Divine a little bit with the faces and the, like the... Yeah. Movement. I felt there was a lot of divine in it, and um, yeah, I, I a, thoroughly enjoyed the the. You know, I mean, I thought it was a great. I've watched it several times. I I really liked it. Yeah. All right, let's um, move on. On the runway for the judges. Oh, <laughs> on the run. Oh, not yet. Okay. On the runway for the judges' <laughs> critiques, RuPaul delivered yet another twist to the competition. Yesterday, I promised I wouldn't be eliminating any of you. And that's true. Because this season, you'll be eliminating each other. That's right. In addition to receiving $10,000, the winner of the lip sync will be given the power to eliminate one of 
the bottom queens. Wait. Now who's your sister in drag? They're going to get rid of the bottoms. Wow, Daniel, really? <laughs> I think that means you and I are in trouble. I know. We played this game, Daniel. Oh, <laughs> Why is it got to uh, the What do you think, guys, of this twist of the competition? That the winner of the lip stink for the lip stink, the lip stink the for their legacy, lip the lip stink, lip stinka, mm-hmm. uh, the lip stink for their legacy has to choose one of the bottom queens. What are your thoughts on that little twist? I love show? it. I absolutely love it. I think it mixes things up. I think, again, one of the things that I hope that we see, at least in the beginning of this, is that they they kind of came in knowing what to expect, especially considering there was an All-Stars before, and they even mentioned in the beginning, so who we pairing up with? And, yeah. and when it became very clear that they were all on their own, I think, and the whole thing that RuPaul said before, they just thought, oh, this is just going to be a celebration of us. And everybody was all... Happy, touchy rainbows and cupcakes and kittens. And then she says that and it, it threw a wrench in. Uh, the, when Alaska says at one point, she goes, okay. Like that, that was very much a he thought. You can only imagine what they were all thinking. I'm going to tell you something. I think that that twist was genuinely kept from them. No, I agree with that. I, I think the, yeah. the, that, that Katya is a horrible actor. So for her to give that genuine kind of reaction. Yeah, she couldn't have done that as acting. That was, that was, I think they really did keep it from her. I love the twist, by the way. I think that that's, it, it brings in a lot of strategy. And now it's not just, you know, oh, you know how to do this. You're just going to come back and go through the route, you know, the motions again and, uh, you know, do exactly what you did last time. Now this is a different game. You've got to think about this in a, in a, in a very different way. Because if we're talking about this in terms of just production, I'll bet a lot of the queens, because all-star season one is sort of seen as a disaster. So I'll bet a lot of these queens like Alaska or Katya or a Detox, um, or even Roxy for that matter, or Fifi are like, are we doing teams again? Cause if you're doing teams, I'm out, right? Cause that was so hated, you know, and people who shouldn't have gone. So they probably told them, Oh, no, 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 we're not doing teams. In fact, no one's been eliminated. Rue's not eliminating anybody. There was some sort of like double speak. That's why they weren't genuinely surprised. But this one, they were like, Oh, bitch, we're throwing you for a loop. Do you think Michelle didn't know about it? Oh, that was fake. Michelle completely knew everything that was okay. going on. That's right. Yeah, Michelle's face, and she was just like, <gasps> and I was like, bitch, stop. She was like, oh, 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 oh. Like, yeah, so <laughs> that was, she's the worst actress of all times, too. So anyway, okay, so we all, lo- I love the twist. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. it I think it is, I, and I think we're just seeing the beginning of the different oh, drama. Absolutely, where they're all saying, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but the whole, you know, it's, it's, let's base it on merit of the, that's going to last about a hot second. Yeah. Um, okay. Next on the runway for the, oh, I'm sorry. First up on the judges critiques. Oh, here we go. Buckled in for a discussion. Uh-huh. First up on the judges critiques, adore Delano. First up, adore. First and foremost, this is all stars too. This is the best of the best. I mean, we are looking at such a powerhouse of talent. I'm going to break down all the tea. If you get hurt, get over it and up your game. Moving on. I will say, on the positive note, I didn't hate your hair. Oh, thanks. Which, when you came out, I thought I was going to hate it. It didn't suck. It's human. Really doesn't matter whether it's human or not. I did it myself. That shows you've done something. Oh. Because the outfit? Girl. Okay. This is the 14th Street dress. Like, that doesn't fit you. I don't care if you're going to give me your hog body line or whatever it is. It's just, I expected more for you. We see your stuff out there. You're doing your thing. You've got your album. Mm-hmm. You're rocking the world. You're more popular than me. 
Why the gloves? <laughs> I thought it looked cool to just kind of like have the focus point be on the legs. That was pretty neat. I think your rock starness needs to be more leather. I got a lot of it, girl. I know, and it needed to happen because it didn't. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. But do you care? Because like you're, everything's like blasé. Girl, I completely care. I mean, I've expected like you to kind of go ham, but you went ham. So I mean, that's a human reaction to kind of feel shit. But when I think of you, I don't think of somebody who's going to come out wearing some type of glamorous, crazy cinched outfit, and I think that's part of your brand. And I thought you sounded amazing. Thank you so much. Adore did not take the critique well. I'm crushed. I'm baffled. I just feel like I'm in a vomit. Like I watch competitions, and I'm like, how do people get to that point? And it's not a good feeling at all. Uh, no. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, Daniel J. Brewer, what are your, you gave us already a preview of your thoughts. What are your thoughts on this Adore Delano critique that has been blowing up the RuPaul Runiverse? You know what? There, there's two different things that were said by the judges that people have been, you know, talking about all this week. And one of them was for Coco. One of them was for Adore. And I think it's a very nuanced line or a very nuanced thing that, that, that upset me about this. It's not so much that Michelle was coming after her look. It was not that Michelle was, you know, it was the way Michelle came at her with the first off, I don't hate your hair. Like, I know that Adore has been on tour with Michelle and that they've been together, you know, uh, they worked together before and then there's not a lot of love lost between them. But I thought the line, the specific line of, I know you can say something about your hog body and I don't want to hear that about, like when she wasn't even going to say that. You know, that, that seemed to genuinely catch a door off guard. I thought that was out of line for a judge on a reality show to, to do because it's like, don't put words in her mouth. If you're going to critique her, critique her, but don't then, you know, do that thing where now you're going to try to steer the, the argument in a way that, uh, into an argument that you want to have with her as opposed to, you know, let her genuinely respond to your critique. There's, there's being a judge and being, you know, in giving constructive criticism. And then there's just being a, 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 a bully. And it's like, you know, making what, what are basically personal jokes to someone you know, or personal, what am I trying to say? She's, she's coming at her from a place of, of meanness that one could only do if they knew her personally. And I think that's what really upset Adore there was Adore believed that she had this relationship with Michelle at this level and it would be like me saying to you something that you had confided in me before, and I just I just blurted out as as something in the midst of of you know in order to get better TV ratings or something like that. That's that's I believe the line that she crossed there. If that's so made so much more sense in my brain than me trying to get it out here, but I, I it really was. It's like it wasn't that that she was hard on her. It was the way she was hard on her. And something it was a very personal attack that violated a trust between them. That I feel that was just over the line. Taylor the Latte Boy? I, w- I would agree with that on, and I think I would also add the point that even though she said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, tell the tea, I'm gonna spill the tea and blah, 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 the fact that Adore was also the first one that she went after, I think you, you didn't see that quite that reaction with the other contestants that were on the bottom. I mean, at one point you, you they cut to Fifi where she goes, Oh my God, like when she yeah. made the hog body comment, um, it felt, very much exactly what Daniel said. I we've talked before about my triggers with bullies and that kind of stuff. And it felt very much like watching a bully pick on somebody and you watched, you watched, shut up. A, <laughs> you, you shut up. Shh. Um, you, <laughs> you watched a door deflate 
I mean, I don't think we've yeah. ever seen that when they've commented to somebody about a look or something like that. Usually the queen, the contestants get defensive or they never do the thing of where they kind of cut back to them, even though they've moved on to another person and you watched, you watched her face change and it just, it was very hard to watch. And I, and honestly, I would have probably, no, actually I would say that I, I felt that way. I would have felt that way if it was anybody, even, even necessarily Queens that I don't necessarily care for, as we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But you guys, neither one of you has addressed was Michelle right? No, she, I, I did address that. I, I feel like I addressed that earlier on the show. It's just like, that is a Doors look. That is a Doors, that's her style. She, you know, she has an album cover dressed like that. She's, that, that's her thing. She even like spends time in confessionals earlier on this episode talking about her grunge look or whatever. It's like, this was very much an adore look that was very much an adore performance. And, you know, this is stuff that she gets paid a lot of money to do all the time. And, you know, so to, to get that critique, you know, I, I think it was the hog body line. It's like, that was when adore, if you go back and watch it, that was adore's face, you know, went down and that was just, that was one of those things. Just like, oh, the low blow, low blow. Taylor, I, I, I'm agreeing with everything Daniel's saying. Okay, so again, read online. Fifi has intimated uh, via Twitter that actually the edit on the critique made Michelle seem actually nicer than what it was. That actually it was wow. even worse. And then actually, when she said, "Oh my God," it wasn't to the hog body line. It was something else, and uh, that that's why she said, "Oh my God," because it was actually. That Michelle came after her even harder than what we saw on the show. That they've cut it down to give the most positive light possible. That being said, so, but here's the problem. What I'm going to talk about is not what the possible reality is because I don't have that in front of me. What I'm going to talk about was what we were presented knowing full well that the, or that the reality was probably worse is because it goes back to an inherent problem with Adore. And this is stuff Adore has talked about in interviews is Adore's not really super into drag. Adore is all about music and the drag, in fact, almost sort of resents the, the fact that she would rather be known as, um, what's her name? Daniel? Um, I forget what Adore's real name is. I can look um, it up while you talk. Yeah. Uh, Danny Noriega, not Danny, Danny Noriega. Noriega. She would, in fact, she's coming out with an album under the name Danny Noriega. Much like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, she's trying to shed that image and, she actually sees herself more as like a Bowie-like character, as a musician who performs in drag, rather than as a drag queen who performs music. Yeah, like more gen- so, gen- more genderqueer. Yeah. So one of the things is that I think she probably did this All-Stars. She didn't need to do All-Stars. She did it either for money or for exposure. Who knows? Maybe out of favor. Who knows what the reasons why she did it? But – She's not super into drag. And what's funny is, and there was a thread about this on Reddit this week, which was, cause you know, there was a, a major backlash against Michelle to the point that Adore had to come out on Twitter and say, guys, leave Michelle alone. She and I made up. We love each other. This, this is not this a year ago. We filmed yeah. this a year ago. This is long forgotten. Okay. And, uh, I forgot what my point was, but the point that I, what just happened? So sorry. That was me. Uh, the point is that, that, that Adore Delano, uh, oh, well, I know what it was. There was a Reddit thread that, that was, you know, coming out, out against Michelle, defending Adore. And they, the Reddit, somebody pointed out like, oh, you guys are all defending Adore now, where before this happened, everyone was talking mad shit about Adore and how sloppy her drag was and how lazy her drag was and how terrible it was. Someone even brought up the pre-show for the, um, season seven finale. 
And uh, I was there, and I remember thinking, like, she does not look good. She looks, like, sloppy, like, just sort of – I don't know what that is, right? And so, again, I think it's because she she's not super into the makeup and the getup and the, the gown and the this because drag really isn't her thing. She sees herself as a musician. That being said, I don't think as presented on the show, not having been at the taping – what I saw on the show wasn't that bad and that much worse than how Michelle is on the regular RuPaul's Drag Race. And yes, there was a tone of familiarity because they do know each other. But to me, that almost – not that it gives license to talk to her that way. But you almost kind of want Michelle to be a little harder on them because, bitch, I know you. You're not going to get away with this and you need to step up your game. I'm not saying I agree with her, but I think that the tone and the attitude is blown out of proportion. I don't think – Looking back at it, I saw, and I watched it again today, it's that bad. In fact, one of the things that comes up is about how she said, you know, when she says, don't give me, oh, you, you seem so blasé, and, and with that, that wasn't even in response to what Adore said to Michelle. That was in a way Adore was responding to, uh, yeah, but by that Raven point, some, but the, by that point, it was clear that she had shut down. It was like she was, she was, I mean, you've been, you've been there before at some point in your life, you have to have been where you've gotten, you've gotten hurt. And you can't show it because you're in the middle of this thing. And so you're, you're, you know, your brain is trying to process that. And so you do, you just like, okay, 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 okay. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I didn't hear any criticism. I didn't hear any critique. I just heard criticism. I just, I just heard tearing her down. There wasn't anything when she's done that in previous seasons. It sounds like, you know, I don't like the dress. It needs to be tighter here. You know, cinch, cinch because you got the hog body or whatever it is. I, I didn't necessarily hear that. She just kind of said, boom, 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 hate your hair, hate the dress, hate blah, 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 blah. All right, we spent a lot of time on this. Let's. Well, okay. All right, now moving on. Next, Coco didn't fare much better. All right, let's move on down to Coco Montrese. I thought it was a very brave move to do something very old Hollywood, but I lost your choreography with the dress. And once it got 30 seconds into the number, it was just kind of predictable. I was waiting for something to happen, but the train didn't leave the station. Here's my main thing tonight in your season you were orange tonight you went from doritos to soot i thought maybe you were trying to give us that kind of silver screen old hollywood look but then i thought wait the face and the hands aren't matching yeah i ran out of time and get to the hands yeah i wish your hands would have matched then it maybe you could have sold it to us okay uh i want the record to show you before i go to daniel is i am not the biggest michelle visage fan as we all know so I'm not like I w- the, the defender of Michelle Visage. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I felt like we were just spinning our wheels. I feel like we were we were just repeating what we we had already been saying. Yeah, well, I kind of feel like we were repeating what we had been saying. I think really what we were doing is we were repeating what we had been saying. And do you uh, agree but, with that, Taylor? That we were repeating. What I, been I think that we were repeating what we've been saying. I agree completely, 100 percent right. with Taylor. When he says okay. that we were repeating, well, I don't want to repeat what we've been saying. Daniel, what did you think of this? The, was the uh, this was the other Coco. clip that I was talking about. This is the other thing that I you know I saw a lot of reaction from online this week, and I I think it was taken out of I think people just misunderstood what was said. I saw a lot of comments where they were saying like you know like how dare they go after uh you know Coco for not matching her hands to her face and you know that was a really petty you know uh, argument to make when you know another queen blah blah blah. If you listen to what they said, they said, oh, I thought you were trying to do like kind of like that gray shade makeup to make yourself look like a black and white picture and you just, but your hands didn't have any makeup on them, which would have been necessary to achieve that effect. And so it was like, that kind of gets lost in their 
critique, but it was like, so it was like for the people that were getting upset about them saying, you know, yelling about putting makeup on her hands, it was a very, it was in, it was really in specific relation to trying to look like a silver screen character. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Taylor the Latte Boy, what were your thoughts on the critique of Coco Montreese? Well, if they were going to give her a critique about her face not matching her hands, they should have critiqued Ginger for the same thing because her face didn't match her face at various places with this part. <laughs> her face didn't match her face. Yeah, but Ginger wasn't trying to look like, you know, like No, I get that, yet. but look in HD at the close-up of her singing and... She it's, does. She kind of sings out of the corner of her mouth a little bit. Like. Wow, well, it's terrifying. But getting back to Coco, this is another. This is the other example I was talking about. As far as watching, I, I was. I'm not the biggest Coco fan either. But she looked very small by the end. And I know she's a very tiny person. But I mean, she she just looked another one that kind of looked deflated. She just looked like, oh, well, I was trying to do something. And even when she said, "Yeah, I ran out of time," and it, it was. It was, there was a very defeated look to her. That was that was very. It's, it was very hard to watch these. Yeah. Two. That's all. Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, it was. I think it's difficult because what happens is, I think it's difficult for all of them actually because you know they've left the show, they've left the critiques behind, and then they pretty much for the most part just get praise. So to come back to where they started must be very difficult to actually be critiqued again. Yes. So I could I could I could well agree with that. Finally, Fifi was also taken to task. Up next, Fifi O'Hara. You're a Balma dress. You're tiny, Fifi. It totally encompasses your teeny little body, and you just look like a box. I think the dress is spectacular. <laughs> Sorry. When you started to sing, those first couple of bars of that acapella was so powerful. But then I couldn't even focus on your voice because it was going in and out of the key and the audience was clapping completely different rhythm. Right. I would have loved for there to be some support for your voice because it did get a little wonky. Taylor the Latte Boy, what were your thoughts? Uh, I didn't like the, the dress. I thought the, dr- the dress and the hair didn't necessarily match up with what she was trying to convey with the song. Um, this one didn't seem quite as harsh as the other ones did. What is mm-hmm. the first thing that Michelle says before she says? I think it's the name of the designer of the dress. Okay. Cause I, I listened to that three or four times and I couldn't figure out what it was that she said, but it's, I mean, we talked about the fact that we kind of felt like she belonged here and I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, she definitely three. belonged in the bottom three just off based off of her acapella singing. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think Fifi's one of the people who thinks she's far more talented than she is. You know what she, you know what it is? Is she might be actually a great look queen, as we're seeing with her Instagram, you know, newfound Instagram fame that she has. Um, so she might be a great looks queen. However, she's like like the original kimchi. How so? Not to talk about your podcast, but I believe, uh, on your podcast, you were talking about, how uh, kimchi didn't well your co-host is talking about how kimchi didn't perform very well even though she's a great looks queen she doesn't perform very well on stage yes but at least i think kimchi's aware of that i don't know if fifi necessarily is aware of that now granted before we get any emails i've never seen fifi perform so maybe she is great at performing but from what i've seen on the show it hasn't been the greatest thing after ever um after and if the you would like to send o- email send them to joe is wrong at pride48.com after the critiques were over, RuPaul sent the girls back to the workroom, but charged Roxy and Tatiana with an unenviable task. Tatiana and Roxy, each of you needs to decide which of the bottom queens you'll eliminate if you win the lip sync. And I'll remind you that the winner of the lip sync will win $10,000 cash. 
Daniel Brewer, what do you think of this now, uh, this, this task? I think we've talked about this a little bit, but briefly tell us what you think about now Roxy and Tatiana having to decide this. I, well, I, I don't think that we're talking about this later, so I can, I can probably fit it in here. I like the idea. I like the, I like the, the, the thing about it. I thought the, the lipstick selection ceremony was so over the top. It was like, yeah. it was like one of those reality show spoofs or whatever. Like you expected them to be like, you'll walk into the workroom where you found a hooded, hooded falcon. You will whisper the name of the contestant into its ear and remove its hood and send it across the lake to retrieve. You know, it's like, uh, it's like this massively complex thing of, you know, like selecting lipstick and tucking it into your brassiere and, uh, uh, whatever. I thought it was, I thought it was way over the top and I absolutely loved it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of, the, that's sort of the beauty of this show is that it can, Take things to an extreme that somehow work in the overall context of the show. Taylor, what were your thoughts on uh, what the girls have to do? I think the I think they both look genuinely surprised that they were deciding before they lips they lip synced. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And I think that again, going back to the psychology, when she she said, uh, "And let me remind you that the winner." So that was a in case one of you bitches is thinking, "I'll just throw I'll just throw it and let the other one decide." There's ten thousand dollars on the line. Very good. Back in the workroom, the girls fretted how to handle the job of eliminating each other. Tatiana decided to eliminate the queen with the weakest performance, while Roxy took each of the girls aside for a private conversation. First up, Fifi O'Hara. I'm terrified. All I'm thinking right now is, like, you just got here, and then you get put in the bottom on something that you love doing, and you haven't even shown the world this Fifi that you've worked so hard to build up. I don't feel it from the judges' critiques I was in the bottom. I honestly don't. I think they're way harder on Coco. I think they're extremely hard on Adorn. I'm going off of who I thought was the weakest. No, totally no one I get it. But it's scary. I work too hard to be. Next up, Adore Delano. I'm feeling a bit embarrassed, you know, working on my confidence and just growing so much. I didn't think that a lot of these feelings would be coming back and it's not a feeling that like I'm completely obsessed with right now. My thing is, I came into here with a different idea of what it was going to be. I literally work in like punk rock venues for a living with a band. Like I wear T-shirts and like I'm like I'm I'm like a drag musician. So to be told that like how do you put back into a bubble of cinching my waist? It's just not the G for me. I like wrote this song, and this shit's personal to me. Like. Like, music is, like, my fucking gateway, man. So it's hard. I get it, girl. I don't belong here. I don't think I belong here. You belong here. I think that it's just a hard day. I Finally, Coco pleads her case. My heart's in my stomach right now. I'm praying that Roxy went. We're from the same season. We're closer sisters. What's the tea, girl? I stepped out of what I normally do. I do it seven nights a week. And then it's like, yeah, we get it, but you needed to be a little bit more. I'm like, I... Now, if you were in this position, what do you do? If I send a door home, we just met. She's going to be like, oh, she's still a bitch. If I send you home, you're my lifelong friend. We go back before all this bullshit. And I'm going to lose a friend. No. You no. tell me if I send Fifi home, that she's not going to stop talking to me. I feel like Roxy's leaning a little bit more towards Fifi. All right, Taylor the Latte Boy. Uh, what did you think about the different um, pleas that the that the contestants made to Roxy Andrews? 
I I thought that that whole scene was kind of very contrived as far as that. Now take them all over one at a time and let them plead their case. Um, well, Roxy almost says as much when she when um, Fifi's trying to convince her of something, and Roxy says, "Well, I'm going to judge it based on the performance." So she yeah. already had her mind made up. So producer yeah, clearly said, "Like, look, we need you to take them. We need someone to take them aside." Look, and, we're not doing Untuck this year, so we need you to yeah, uh, do some some drama. Yeah. So I. I I think that the Fifi thing kind of falls back into what Joe was talking about as far as the manipulation sort of thing of the look I'm not the worst one you know kind of thing you know yeah you can hear it you you can you can hear it in the in the where you talked about the seeds of the old Fifi kind of you could see it bubbling that yeah. was after listening to and watching the episode again I thought that's the bubbling that he's talking about absolutely um uh, Coco she was making all sorts of bad decisions assuming that <laughs> I want Roxy to win that that night um. And the adore thing we've we've talked about, we would just be repeating ourselves at this point. Yeah. Wait, so you're <laughs> saying that we would be repeating what we had already said? I think we would be repeating ourselves gotcha, at this point. Gotcha. Let me ask you this question: What do you think? Who do you think Tatiana chose? Oh, I think Tatiana chose Coco, and I think uh, you can even see it kind of in her. You know, she, at one point she makes a comment something like, "Well, I don't agree with what the judges said. I don't agree with everything the judges said." So it's like I'm not going to base it off what they said. So I think she kind of felt like there was no – a door shouldn't have been in the bottom three anyway. She was just yeah. like, you know, so. Yeah. It was it was probably Coco. Coco was going. Yeah I, yeah. I don't think either way. Yeah, either way, Coco would have been going. All right. Back on the main stage, Roxy Andrews and Tatiana went head-to-head in a lip sync for their legacies. Both gave it their all, but in the end, Roxy walked away the winner and was forced to announce her decision. The decision. New music. Will the bottom three please step forward? The decision. Dead queens walking. The decision. Roxy, with great power comes great responsibility. Trademark Marvel. Which queen have you chosen to get the chop? When I was making my decision, I put myself in your shoes. Listening to your critiques, and we got to watch the talent show, my decision was based off of who I agreed with you all was the bottom. So I won money and I might lose a friend but the girl that I chose is Coco. Back in the workroom Coco said, adios. Wow, I'm, I'm the first to be sent away by a friend and not Rue. It's very disappointing but all stars don't give up. But wait, there's one more plot twist. I don't know what's next, but it's not the end of me. Since not the last you've seen of Coco. Ooh, girl. Coco girl, all is not lost. So stay thirsty, girl, because it ain't over. Uh, you still have a chance to return for your revenge. <laughs> no, what? I got a lot to give, and trust me, I'm not holding shit back. Oh, at all. Daniel Brewer. 
Yes, Joe Batanz. What were your thoughts on the plot twist? Uh, Coco, uh, you know, they, Coco they clearly, what is the twist? They clearly have invested in some uh, heavy duty percussion. This, uh, this, it's like, I felt like the only thing that would have made that better with the, would, would have been what I was chanting there. It was just like, the decision, like having like a little choir, you know, they're like going, ah, 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 the decision. Dun, 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 dun. Um, th- I guess that's just in my head. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 uh, I think this twist is, um, it's not new. We've seen this in Top Chef. We've seen this, uh, just this recently, this season in Big Brother, where the eliminated contestants do some kind of contest to come back into the game. It's probably going to be like the first, let's see, there's 10 contestants. So probably like the first four contestants will compete at some point. Oh, I bet it'll go further than that. Well, if they do it like Big Brother where they just do one big competition with the, but if they do it like Top Chef where it's just every week that like next week whoever's eliminated then competes with Coco and then they keep somebody, you know, if, if Coco could win the next five contests of the people eliminated, then she can go back into the game. But if yeah. position number five wins that, you, you guys know what I'm saying. No, I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going. So. Tale of the Latte Boy? Yeah, I, I, we were not expecting that. I almost shut it off. I, I thought at that point it was like, okay, just let the music play. And then when it went to that, we, because we've been watching old seasons of Top Chef since they've started last, uh, last chance kitchen and Babalu and I literally were like, oh, I mean, we just sat with our mouths open, like, Oh my God, this is going to be so awesome. Another great plot twist that makes this so different from previous seasons that it, it's, it, I think w- before what I was saying about all of the Queens knowing what to expect, I think we as the audience kind of assumed that we knew what to expect as well. So I like that it's keeping us on our toes a little bit just like it's keeping the queens on their toes. You know, I've, I've said this before. I'm not really, I'm not like former host uh, Donna Sugars where I'm all about the looks. I'm more about the drama and the intrigue between the queens, uh, the drama of the reality show part. So, of course, I love every bit of this. I am so excited to see what they're going to do. She part looked of me th- crazy at the end, though, when she was doing the I got a lot of shit to give with the crazy, with the weird ashy face and the blonde wig that had been kind of you know what just it is? slightly askew. And it, it's, it was- her face is so thin and those contacts make her eyes look big and almost like she's an anime character. It's like her, those contacts, those brown, those light brown contacts make her eyes look so big. Uh, you know, it's just, I don't know. She looks like a cartoon character. It's really weird. Okay. Yeah. Joe, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're low. No. That's not true. He, he totally meant to interrupt you. He really totally did. All right, ladies, any final thoughts on the episode as a whole? Did we miss anything? Do we have any, any, anything that we missed that, uh, or, you, or thoughts on the show at, at all before we move into anything else? No, I thought, I, it, I think we, we have thoroughly and completely covered it, Joe Batanz. I would say so. Well, very good. Let's go into our emails. Well, uh, do we want to go into our emails or do we want to get to Taylor's contest? Uh, you know, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Do we have updates Thanks. on that? Well, yeah, uh, this, yeah. Is, this is why I, I was trying I to move us along here. Yeah. Well, it's only going to take a second. <laughs> um, is there any me, music that you need for your contest? Not this week. No. Maybe we'll come up with something next week so that you don't have to. So for those of you just listening, if you didn't hear our very first preview episode of the all-star season is Taylor came up with a fantasy league for all-stars season two. Daniel and I made our picks and he came up with some sort of uh, a point system. Correct, Taylor? Yes, that's correct. And you're going to tell us where we stand now as of week one. Yes. And I did some slight modification beings, the changing of the rules uh, from what we knew from previous seasons. 
And the, the change is in runway critiques, the top two, meaning the two that will be lip syncing, each get two points and the bottom three each get one point. So that's the, that's the one change that I made. Now, Joe Batanz, Joe Batanz, came up. do you remember who your team is, Joe Batanz? Vaguely, but um, before I say anything, I, I this came up. I don't know whether the last episode or whatnot about. What, there's not. Ruse never said there's always gonna be a bottom three. She just said the bottom. Right. Well, so, okay, but the ones that are the ones that are up for elimination each get okay. a point. So we'll, we'll right. leave it at that, and then all right. I can yeah. unlike you, Joe Batanz, I remember the teams. I had Katya, Adore, Alyssa, Fifi, and Coco. Uh, okay. You had Alaska Detox, Roxy, Ginger, and Tatiana. That's a good team. That is a good team. And right now, Joe is in the lead. Oh. So Joe currently has, oh, I got to do math real fast, nine points, whereas wow. Daniel has, has uh, no, Daniel has, yes, two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> two points. <laughs> but what, what was the breakdown? What, what was the breakdown? Yeah. Why, why does Joe have nine points? What did he get those nine points for? No, actually, Daniel has one. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Yeah. So okay. I like that. All right. Uh, do you want me to go down by queen? Well, just tell what, what were the points? What were the points that Joe got? Okay. Joe got points for, uh, having both of the queens in the top two. All right. So he got so, points for having, uh, Roxy and Tatiana. Yes. Mm-hmm. And also three points because Roxy won the challenge. Oh, so, yeah. And also he got two points for Alaska winning the mini challenge in the beginning. Oh, wow. So, and Daniel got three points, one for Adore, one for Coco, and one for Fifi being in the bottom, but then he lost two points for Coco going home, which leaves him. I love it. Yeah. So that leaves him with one point. Right. So right now it's anyone's game, but Joe is currently in the lead. Whatever. Uh, remember, there's also a game going over to pickpeat.com. If you haven't signed up for pickpeat.com and you are listening to the audio version of this show, you have a day to get this done because it closes up on September 1st. Uh, if you're watching the video version of this show, it's, it's long past. So, uh, I'm assuming that I probably won't get this posted before then. Anyway, uh, it doesn't matter. One way or the other, go to pickpeat.com. That is P-I-C-K-P-E-T-E.com. Now we can talk about emails. How's that? Let's talk about emails. Uh, we got numerous, numerous emails from our, uh, listeners here. Now we also got some Facebook messages and some Twitter things, and I'm not going to go through those because we're typically, this is what happens. Just so you get a little inside baseball here. When you send us a Twitter direct message, Joe normally replies to you. If you send us a Facebook direct messages, Joe usually replies to you. Uh, if you send us an email, I just sit it aside and go, Oh, that will be nice to read on the show. So. <laughs> So if you want to be heard on the show, you should probably send us an email as opposed to the other two, because it just gets hard to try to track all these things down. Um, that being said, there were a few comments made on our Facebook page that I believe Joe will be responding to in his Friday show. But let's not talk about that anymore. Let's talk about this email that we got from Tommy. Hi, Tommy. How are you? Uh, Hi, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy writes, hey, oh, I think I can. No, I won't. Uh, he, he says, Hey, Joe, da- da- Joe, Daniel, and Taylor, I am definitely looking forward to All Stars 2 returning and the return of the recap podcast. To get myself in the right mindset, I went back and listened to the season seven recap starting yesterday. Wow. I know. Wow. It made me realize that I miss Donna. Oh. Who? Don, Don, she was, uh. <laughs> there was somebody before you, Taylor. Who? She was the, she was the, um. Merle Ginsburg um, of, uh. The Merle Ginsburg. <laughs> I was just thinking it would be great if Donna could record her runway breakdown. 
we all think it would yeah, be great. Yeah, so do we. We, we all think it would be great if Donna could record. Anyway, anyway, I think you guys had a good mix and enjoyed having we Taylor. We thought it would be great if Donna Sugar could show up to the show. <laughs> we, we think that you guys have a good mix and enjoy having Taylor and his latte-ness on this show. Uh, mm-hmm. I have become a regular listening listener of Pod is My Copilot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I miss some of Donna's commentary. Here, we can, we can do that for you, Joe. Oh, yeah. Okay, give me uh, one of the queens. Uh, this is his name, Fifi, a queen. Fifi O'Hara. Girl, with that thirsty wig and that little dress, that little body. Uh, how about uh, Detox? Girl. Are you kidding me with that wig? There you it go. thirsty. It was so thirsty. Was, I was like the Jews in the desert for 40 years, girl, with that oh, wig. I swear to God, I'm going to make an app. I'm going to make a, a an app for $1.99 in the story. It'll be the Donna Sugars emulator. You just pick a queen and uh, it'll be Joe Batanz doing his Donna Sugars impersonation yeah. for each one of them. All proceeds will go to me. Uh, there, anyway, P.S. I listen to all of your podcasts now. Catching Up, Dubious Intent, and the aforementioned Pod is My Co-Pilot, and Cocktails and Cream Puffs, which is the one that Donna is on. Uh, <laughs> that is all the time I will spend trying to ingratiate myself to you. Anyways, it's time. It, oh, anyway, it's always time for a cocktail. Oh, my God. You ended it with an MKD uh, uh quote there anyway tommy thank you so much tommy we do appreciate is that the notorious mkd this is kasha davis Mm -hmm. that's mkd who who uh, in in her astute planning came up with the catchphrase uh there's always time for a cocktail put it on t-shirts put it on everything and then decided to go to aa oh god really (laughs) well good for her I know. Uh, hey, kitty girls. It could be a virgin cocktail. Right. Hey, kitty girls, writes Jordan Darling. I have a few points from the first episode that I think would be interesting to discuss. Uh, number one. Oh, wait. I think, didn't I read these? You think no. Lip Sync for Your Legacy will last all season? Yeah, I did. Yes. Yeah, we no, answered this. That. You didn't read this. You didn't read this one. We talked about Jordan that you got an email from Jordan. All right, fine. I'll just continue. The, the bottom three and the top two encompassed half of the cast in episode oh, one. Oh, yeah, he did read yeah, this. Yeah, I did. We talked about this one. Anyway, thank you, Jordan. Uh, I don't I listen when Daniel talks. Shut up. Um, Mark, from using Mark, writes to us, Hey, guys, this season looks like it's going to be a good one. I gasped when a door almost went home. All of us, except mm. for Joe, did. Well. Uh, I'm sorry. That was Growler going off on my phone. Ignore you better uh, have a paper bag with you for the next episode. But I'm just no. wondering. Uh, just, you know, hush, hush your mouth. But I'm just wondering. I don't know. That's speculation. I'm just wondering if anyone else is sick to death of looking at the tired drag race set. Girl, logo, whoever, please revamp that workroom and main stage. Thanks for putting your time and effort into churning out the season's RDRR episodes, Mark. Thank you very much, Mark. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe it is time for them to uh, redo the... I feel that if you go over the seasons, they improve it little bits here and there. I mean, they're very limited. They're using a soundstage. That's not a real workroom. There's no factory. It's on a soundstage, and it's it's all false walls, and they need to be able to move the camera around. Oh, yeah, no, so, and I think we talked about this before, like the, the untucked set... The, you know, that plain wall that you see behind them is the fabric of the workroom brick wall. It's like, so the, the, the workroom is literally right next to where they filmed Untucked last season. You can see the entrance to it around the corner. Yeah. And I feel like the, I feel like the main stage always gets a little nicer every year. Yeah. This, this season they added a star to it. <laughs> um, wow. Here comes another email from, uh, Jordan, our second Jordan. This is our 16 year old Jordan. Hello. It's me again, the male 16 year old Jordan that Joe seems to have a weird liking to. <laughs> that's, that's the most diplomatic way that yeah. Jordan could have said well, that. Should we, should we establish? I don't, re- I think it's just funny to say that I don't really have a thing for Jordan. Can we please establish this? <laughs> 
Jordan, I'm sure that you're a, a lovely person. He probably does yeah. That. I hate killing the joke, but I feel when when laws and creepiness say. are at stake, I, it's when like Nam starts leaving flyers yeah. on your uh, windshield. It's a joke that sort of got out of hand. Mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic for this season, and the first episode was amazing. You might not have been able to see my choices for Pick Pete because I logged on to my Facebook. Yeah, we can't see anyone else's. Anyway, his his choices are Katya, Alaska, and Tatiana. The first two are obvious, but I feel that Tatiana will do well and surprise all the other girls because she has been gone for so long. I'm excited to see where this season goes and how everything will turn out. By the way, Kim Possible was one of my favorite shows. I'm not as young. Yes! As you I'm not as young as you think. Michelle Visage laugh. Ha 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 I have two questions for you guys. If you would take the time to answer them. Nope. I'm sorry. We're going to move on. No, here's a question. Number one. Could it be possible that Coco would return to get her revenge on Roxy and send her home next week? I don't think they would, they would play that card so quickly. I have my own theories on this, but go ahead. Yeah, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't think it would be possible for her to come back next. I think, I think it's an ongoing competition that the queens that are still in the competition don't, won't know about. Only the eliminated queens will know about this extra competition. And it'll probably be like when they get down to the final four, they bring one back in that could still possibly win. Uh, or it could be something like they just compete to give someone a disadvantage or something. I don't know. Like do kind of like the, the mole. Like where they're trying to sabotage the game from behind the scenes. I loved the first season of The Mole. Man. That was such a great show. Uh, number two, question number two. What alliances do you think people will make to help keep themselves away from elimination? What if someone like Roxy promises, promised their $10,000 to someone to keep them from being eliminated? Hmm. Uh, that could, that could be, that game could get deep, yeah. but. Yeah, I don't know. My, my don't... knee-jerk reaction would have been Alaska talks, but it sounds like there's kind of been a little bit of a falling out between Alaska and the other two girls. I don't know if it's a falling out as much as I don't think Alaska liked the image that came out. I think Alaska likes to portray herself as a nice person. And I don't think she liked the image of them. Because, you know, especially Roxy didn't come out looking very good at the end of season five. Yeah. Detox somehow slipped out of that. But towards the end, she they were they both seemed very bullyish. And even in, even in season five, Alaska wasn't comfortable with it. Yeah. Um. So I think she just didn't like the association. There you go. Uh, you guys are great. Keep the show going. And Joe, I'll see you in two seasons. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, so here's the thing. I don't know how deep I want to get into this, but I kind of feel like the, the last twist is a sort of insurance policy from the producers. I'll leave it at that until after the next episode. All right. Uh, this next one comes to us from Michael. He says, hi guys. Sorry. The rant far. I do to her. Hi, guys. Sorry for the random musings, but I've never emailed in before, and I wanted to share some comments on the show. By the way, love the Cap and have been listening since last series. Firstly, Daniel, being British, I've never heard of Tim Gunn, but having watched him on YouTube, oh, my God, yes. If you recall, that was my theories that uh, Alaska is just Tim Gunn slowed down. Alaska is definitely the one to beat, but I think they're going to build up the bullies from previous series so they have a redemption story arc and win the fans over. In that sense, I'm thinking Roxy might be up there. Uh Completely agree that Coco shouldn't have been in the group. Maybe Jessica Wilde, Binda LaCreme, Courtney what? Act, or maybe oh. Mrs. Kasha Davis. I know it's an odd one, but I think she had more to show in spite of the annoying catchphrase. As to my watching ritual, I have to catch up the first thing in the morning after it's been on in the U.S., often before I go to work and while my boyfriend is still asleep. And then I listen to you on the train to and from work. Aww. I have a 40-minute so commute. I love that story. Imagine, like... In England, and there's just like 
the English like, countryside, the rain pouring outside. There goes the baker with his bread, as always. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it takes place in France. Like, it's just like, but they all talk English, so it's, yeah. you know. Well, that's the thing I've never understood about Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. It takes place in France, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. In France. So, in, in theory, they're all French, correct? Yes. Bell, yes. Gaston, Lumiere. Right? But then Lumiere's the one like, oh, I'm a French. What you doing, girl? You know, like, wait a minute. I, I don't think Why? Lumiere ever went, what you doing, girl? Yeah. <laughs> Your wig is thirsty. Well. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all about the base. I'm trying to throw in young references there. By the way, Michael, you need to hand the conductor your ticket right now. He's walking by. Anyway, uh, keep up the good work, guys, and looking forward to the rest of the series. Mike, P.S., uh, regarding Jordan, Dar- Jordan Darling, wasn't Darling the last name of the family and Clarissa explains it all? Well, Darling was also the name of the family of Peter Pan. That was true. my Which first time. In, in England. But they there all goes, spoke English. There goes Peter Hello. Pan with his shadow missing. He is such a silly boy. I got nothing. And then there's Captain Hook, who never read a book. He was always but he lost chased. his hand to the alligator. Lost his hand to the alligator. Lost his hand to the alligator. Hi, guys. Writes Musing Mark again. I think Michelle was 100% correct when she clocked Adore's outfit for the talent show. Oh, oh, here we go. Oh, well, I'm, Mark, thanks for listening. I'm growing weary of Adore's weepy responses to the competition. It feels like I agree with him. Cry babies do not win drag race. She needs to pull it all together or she will be right that she doesn't belong in the competition. I think uh Joe probably agrees with you. Hey, here's a new brand new listener comes. Oh, by the way, thank you, Mark. Uh this one comes in There's from There's no crying in Drag Race. There's no crying in Drag Race. There goes musing Mark with his eyes all bleary. He is crying at the sound. I, I got Hi guys, writes Cam. Uh this is Cam K A M. Another one of those gender neutral. So I don't know. Hi Cam, yeah. I'm not How do you spell that? K A M. I am not usually the type to write into shows, but I've been a longtime fan of your podcast since finding it in the off season shortly after season seven. I have no idea why I'm being so over enunciating of my words. Every so, season of ours is an off season. <laughs> true. I feel so, today's an off episode. I don't like being filmed. I don't like this. You're not being filmed. So I want here's the thing. We always do this show on Hangouts. We always see each other on Hangouts. So there's nothing different about this. You're, yeah, but I don't it's care in your if head. You guys can see it's me. in your head. Uh, so I wanted to get involved. I'm 14 years old, nearly 15, and I live in the UK. Another UK. Do you ride the train with Mike? There have been rumors. Do you know Mike? Because if not, stranger danger, stranger danger. <laughs> get the conductor. Ask the conductor for some. Well, help. this is this is a different musical now with because he's, he's 14 going on 15. I am it, 14 going on 15. No, that's a different. One. No, this one's more like consider yourself a fan. Consider yourself part of the family. Part of the a dry grace family. There you go. Uh, where Joe already it? has a boyfriend. His name is Jordan. He's 16. <laughs> there have been rumors that Alaska's ex has been spilling some tea about what happens on All Stars. And I was wondering whether you think that this leak could hinder Alaska's chance of winning it. If she were to make it to I the top I actually have thoughts on this. I don't know. I I, since, oh, because- she, since she technically violated her contract by talking about the show before it aired. I hope it doesn't because I'm originally pegged her as my winner, but now I'm low-key rooting for Tatiana. My pick peak queens are Alaska, Tatiana, and Alyssa, but after the first episode, I really have no idea who will make it to the top three, let alone snatch the crown. A lot of them were good in the talent show, and I really think 
it could go to any of them at this point. Thank you for continuing to make such good podcast. Cam G, consider yourself Cam. Well, okay, G. so they haven't they haven't filmed the the winner yet. Correct. Are they going to do a reunion? Do you think like they did with the? No, they're not doing a reunion. They may have filmed the winner. I don't know that one. We don't know if there's only a bottom three. If they, I'm sorry, top three. Yeah. If if past is pre, what what am I trying to say? If uh, if past is prologue, then uh, we we can assume that they are going to they have filmed all the way to the top three, and then they will have a finale. But all stars, they filmed. They filmed Chad getting it like right. on the stage, like they did with the old seasons. Right. But they had they had started moving to where they did the live. Yeah. So I think that, they, that's just I why think, I thought. Yeah, I think in order to keep spoilers down, they like doing that. They like doing. But they could have shows. filmed three. Uh, they could have filmed three finales yeah. in in right. house. But I think that the argument that would have been made from the production company would have been. I'm sorry, my cat is like up in my lap here. Um, I, I think the argument that would have been made in the production company is why? Why would we do that? We let's do the live show. That works really great. But I think it's very yeah. expensive. Really? Yeah. They sell those tickets. I think that covers their cost. Yeah, stupid tickets. So, anyway, so yeah. What are your thoughts, so Joe? A, you have a lot thoughts? of the a lot of the tea did come from Alaska's, Alaska's ex boyfriend who posted. That being said, there was a development today. Everybody, a development today where one of the Reddit detectives, one of the Nancy Drews, come through Nancy Drew on the <laughs> uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit. Uh, did a little investigating and has a theory that this boyfriend is cooked up by World of Wonder to manipulate Reddit and that there's this Twitter page from supposedly a former World of Wonder employee who talks about how uh, World of Wonder has um, false Reddit usernames that they use to spread mis- misinformation. So that maybe perhaps there's a little bit of truth. So they, they released through this ex-boyfriend, the lipstick for the legacy that Coco goes home first, but that something about episode six destroys everything else that was released that, and that, that it would make sense that they would just sort of say, Oh, it's an ex-boyfriend, but nothing happens to Alaska. Hmm. Hmm. So just to throw uh Reddit off the scent. That being said, world of wonder does seem like an idiotic company. So I don't see them <laughs> going through all that. Effort. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think that we've ever really seen them show. Any kind of now on the on the counter argument is this Twitter follower only has very few followers and they're all bots. Well, there you go. Uh, Almost done here. Let's get now to our next email. Hey, boys, love the cast. Listen to it now. Mondays at work. Thanks to Rue. I now have something to look forward to on Mondays. Anyway, I put in my picks on pick Pete, Alyssa, mostly because I have seen her here live in Dallas. But I do like her, Alaska, and Detox. The last two because I feel they are already stars. I really want Adore to win, in all honesty. Also, here's a pick of me. Here's a pick of me at work where I listen. Since you seem to like, seem since you see, I cannot read. Since you seem to see, since you like to see who listens. Oh my God, it's like English. I don't understand it. Unless you were only like this unless you only like the 16 year oh my god i'm gonna read this sentence again i'm going to get this right here is a pic of me at work where i listen since you like to see who listens unless you only like the 16 year olds lol hi is john this is a picture of john this is a picture of john in his cubicle i think john is very is very handsome i wish that i lived in dallas what's his voice taylor's using hey bro what you doing yeah, yeah, bro. It's Taylor the Latte, bro. No, I, let's I did, I did, face, I did Facebook stalk John earlier. I believe he's married. So, okay, well that uh, makes well, it boring. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you very much, John. We do appreciate it, and welcome. Consider yourself. Uh, no, wait, which? Uh, 
We don't have to he's, not yeah, he's not British. He's not British. Oh, bro. He's, he's from Texas. So it's just like, uh, I don't know. I don't know the, I don't oh, know any of the what, music. He's from Texas? Yeah. Okay. Finally, um, we have an email here from Pumpkin Spice. Hi guys. My name, that wasn't, that was me exhaling. That wasn't not about your name. Oh my God. It doesn't matter. Uh, hi guys. My name is Pumpkin Spice and I'm a 19 year old drag queen just getting my sea legs in Boston. Hey, yay, Northeast. Uh, I listen to your podcast all the time and look forward to it. Actual, I look forward to it almost more than the actual show. Okay, not really, but I look forward to you guys a lot. You know what she really listens? Not this episode. I know. You know what she really <laughs> looks forward to is me butchering these emails. I was listening recently to your initial thoughts on the All-Stars 2s and just wanted to put forward a thought that I had. Joe mentioned that he felt Katya's act was wearing thin and that it was the fact that she was self-aware and was causing the act to tire. While I agree with this to some extent... But leave the Boston girls alone, please, and thank you. I think that there that that analysis better applies to Alyssa. I loved Alyssa on season five, but found her exceedingly annoying in this first episode of All Stars. I think it's because what made me fall in love with her in season five was that she had absolutely no idea of her comedic value and took everything so seriously that it was just hilarious to watch. On All Stars, however, she seems to know that people think she's super funny and so is playing it up that persona to the point where I want to forgo tucking and use the duct tape to tape her mouth shut. It makes me sad to see a queen who grew in a direction that made her less likable, but I'm loving All Stars 2 and your podcast. Uh... Signed, Pumpkin. P.S. Michelle Williams, on the last episode, you said you couldn't keep up with Daniel and Joe, but girl, you were right there with them, and you're one of my favorite parts of the podcast, and don't you forget Oh, it. I like that. Yes, I like when Taylor gets compliments. Thanks, Pumpkin. That's, that's I awesome. actually agree. I, I, can I just say okay, something? Okay, no, about you, Taylor. Anyway, no. I think... <laughs> I really needed that today. So, thank you very much for, thank you very much for saying that. I really kind of needed wait. to hear that today. Taylor, I mean, Daniel, do you have the mirror moments music? No, I'm not doing a mirror. Fuck you. I'm not doing a mirror moment. I, I just, I just needed that today. That's all. That's all. I don't <laughs> actually have the mirror moments music. I forgot. About oh, that. you should have put it in the script. If you put it today. in the script, I would have, uh, I would have had it there, uh, but it wasn't. All right. No, I just, it just came up right now. So like that would, that right now, if I'm a producer of RuPaul's Jaggers, I'm like, Oh, Taylor, what happened today? Yeah. Taylor, what's wrong? Why are you so blue, Taylor? Hey, Taylor. He's so blue. Is it because Adam said that you sounded like you were the gay one on the show? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for the uh, emails. Now, by the way, Taylor, you know what? You've gotten a lot of love on our, you should read some of our Twitter messages, uh, the Twitter direct messages and Facebook. I think you have been name checked in at least two of those where people said that you were their favorite part of the show. I will do that. I will, I will go and check that out. There you go. Uh, go ahead, Joe, take us out. Oh, no, we have to do our listener response contest. Oh, what's our listener response contest? Where we each pick who, who, which one of our fans is going to email us first. Oh, all right. <laughs> Who's going to go first? Well, who won? I won, so I get to go yes, first. You get to go first. So whoever wins gets to go first the next week. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with hashtag Tyler H. Oh, now you know hashtag Tyler H is allergic to email, so uh, good luck with yeah. that. Oh, yeah. One. You know what? Thank you, Daniel. I'm no, gonna, let's you've clarify already made, the rules. You've already made no, no, no. Choice. I'm not changing it. I'm not changing it. I'm okay. not changing my points. I'm just clarifying the rules. You have to email us at RuPaul'sDragRace at Pride48.com, correct? It's, it's, it's RDRR. It's RDRR at Pride48. I also love how he's taking his time to give hashtag Tyler H a couple of extra minutes before mm-hmm. the other two people mm-hmm. in case all three of our, our, our selections mm-hmm. are listening. Oh, okay. To that's a good point. You know what? That's a good point. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. D- t- uh, Daniel. Go ahead. I, I'm going to pick 
Coastal Seder. I'm going to pick Seder69, the host of the Seder Sphere, uh, who was upset oh, that no one you. picked him last time. <laughs> uh, he was upset that nobody picked him last time. So there you go, Seder buddy. I'm picking you. You're my choice. And Taylor the Latte Boy. I am picking Sarah Yu. Oh, good choice. Sarah Yu, who sent us that lovely email last week, or that lovely Facebook message, mm-hmm. but she has to send an RDRR at pride48.com. And you know what? Just to make it more fair, just, well, I can't, I can't check it. Everyone listens in different times. Never mind. Okay. So. They have to send an email. You have Hashtag to send Tyler email. H. You have to wait two minutes before you actually send your email in case everybody is even you know what? posting at the same time. You know what? Okay, here's what we'll do, Taylor. Hashtag Tyler H. Gates gets a handicap of two minutes. Also, if they came in within two minutes of each other. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll accept that as a. Excellent. Uh, Sater's okay. going to blow them out of the water, though, because Sater listens as soon as stuff like this comes out. All right, so. fine. So here we go. Uh, yeah, to remember, next Friday, there will be a first look show that will come out. That'll be Joe Batanz's show, all right, where he will cover some stuff that was on the Facebook and, and Twitter. Guys, and, and I am telling you, you are going to want to tune in. Oh, I have another announcement, too. You are going to want to tune in for this first uh, response episode because – there's some scandalous Facebook messages. I'm going to give my thoughts on all the queens and the latest episode. We're going to read emails. So if you have emails, send them in. I'm going to read them. It is going to be such a good episode. Make sure and download the Friday First Response. That being said, if you have a uh, serious satellite radio account, I will be on the air with Larry Flick promoting RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Along with Daniel, well, we can't announce the other show yet because I'm still up in the air about that. But I'll be promoting possibly another show with Daniel and Adam. Taylor didn't want to be, we fired Taylor, essentially. But also, uh, talking, we're going to be talking about the previous night's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and Sirius Satellite Radio on the, um, what's the name of that channel? Uh, E, E Entertainment Radio. Yeah, the Entertainment Weekly channel, isn't it? Oh, Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, the Entertainment Weekly channel. I think it's channel 105. Uh, on your Sirius Satellite Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Oh, I'll be I'll be home then. I'll be home from work, so I'll be able to listen. Okay. Did you listen to the last one, Taylor? I have it. I have the MP3s. I haven't listened to them yet. Now, when did you? When is it? What was the specific date? It is this Friday. What is the date? This Friday, September second. Friday, oh. September second. Oh, here's 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 a fun thing. If you have a Sirius Satellite Radio in your car, whether or not it's activated or not, it is free. Uh, they're, they're they got everything turned on until the seventh. So you don't even need a Sirius subscription. You, if you have access to a Sirius Radio in your vehicle, you can tune to that channel and it will play. Okay, and if you have a Sirius time. Satellite Radio in your vehicle, even if you're not subscribed, Friday, September second, noon Pacific. 3 p.m. Eastern, on the air, with Larry Flick, Channel 105, Entertainment Weekly Channel, talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. That's my announcement. Great. Now read read what you wrote, Pumpkin. Well, that concludes this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Follow us on Twitter at Drag Race Recap. Friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Drag Race Recap. And make sure to visit us, our website, at DragRaceRecap.com, where you can find all of our contact information, leave us a comment, and find all of our old episodes. So, until next week, for Daniel Jusifer Brewer, Tater the Latte Bro, and myself. Sashay away. Till next week, brah.